The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We're going to talk now about one of the most extraordinary figures of the IRA campaign of the 1970s, who's the subject of a new book, Heiress, Rebel, Vigilante, Bomber. It's written by journalist Sean O'Driscoll, who joins us now. Sean, thank you very much for joining us. There's a generation, probably people my age, who remember Rose Dugdale and the absolute scandal she caused in the 1970s with her actions and behaviour. But for those who aren't familiar with the name, tell us about her. Uh, Rose is an heiress from an extremely wealthy family in Chelsea in London. They had a very big estate uh, in Devon and, and they were very, very connected to the establishment in London, particularly Conservative Party. And in the 1960s, Rose rebelled against all of that, eventually finding Irish republicanism and joined the IRA and led all kinds of operations for them, including uh, bombing a police station in Northern Ireland from a helicopter, pulling off a huge art heist and then later sorry, on... Sorry, hold on there one second. Mm, sure. Bombing it from a helicopter, does that mean literally flying overhead a police station and dropping a bomb down on it? Yeah, she, she used her posh London accent to hire a helicopter from a British former RAF pilot who was photographing in Donegal. And then when he, they were up in the air, um, her... Her co-accused Eddie Gallagher pulled a, a gun on, on the pilot and forced him to to land in Donegal and pick up the bombs which were in milkshurns and then fly over Straban RUC station and and drop the churns on top of the the police station. Um, and I interviewed. Did they explode? Partially, the detonator on one of them went off, um, but not the full one. I, I had a very good description from Eddie Gallagher of it actually because he said that. He didn't know before the operation that this pilot was former RAF and he said that the fellow was extremely cool whereas mo- most pilots would panic and this guy didn't panic at all and he flew in deliberately too fast so by the time the fuse was lit on the bomb they were actually over Straban town centre and the helicopter would have blown up so they had to drop the, the bomb into the river in Straban and then head back again but by this time the the RUC were aware and they were loaded up with guns and were firing at the helicopter when they dropped another bomb on top of the, the roof of Straban police station and then flew off and uh, the pilot said, you know, where do you want me to go now? And they just said the free state. So he had to pick a spot himself when, when they landed in Donegal. And that was only one of the things that she got involved in on behalf of the IRA. And we'll get back to Eddie Gallagher in a moment because he's a fascinating character in himself. Uh, but tell us about the other things she did. Um, she pulled off the world's largest art heist at Rusborough House in Wicklow. That was the, the home of uh, Lord Alfred Bate and his wife. Uh, they had a very, very extensive art collection. And uh, Rose pretended to be a French tourist whose car was broken down. And then when people came out of the house to help her, uh, an IRA gang went in, including Eddie Gallagher, and took all the really valuable paintings from the wall and... Um, Rose, because she went to finishing school and she had a, a lot of knowledge of art, she was able to take a 14-year-old boy who was staying there uh, around the house and he pointed out all the paintings that she was looking for. And then they, they took them down to a safe house in Cork where Rose was caught. Eddie escaped. And she got nine years in prison for that. And you also have disclosed for the first time that she was also a bomb maker. Yeah, um, later in life, her partner was Jim Monaghan, who some people may know from the Columbia Three. 
and they had set up... Um, sorry, just remind us what the Columbia Three, who they oh, were again. Yeah, sorry. They, uh, Jim Monaghan was caught in Colombia with two other Republicans who um, were accused of supplying weapons and teaching weapon-making or bomb-making to FARC, which is a revolutionary Marxist group in Colombia. And uh, they were convicted uh, and sought an appeal and then escaped on bail while while they were waiting their appeal. That was in the early 2000s. But what I, what I tried to do in the book is rewind the clock a little bit and show the build-up to Colombia, which was Rose Dugdale and Jim Monaghan in a farm in Ballycroy in County, County Mayo uh, developing these weapons. They spent from... The time that Jim was released in 1985 onwards, they were developing um, missiles for attacks on army and, and police in Northern Ireland, as well as perfecting um, fertilizer bombs um, on the farm. And I kind of go into a lot of detail on that. It, it, some of it is from a, an unpublished memoir by Jim Monaghan. Some of it's from the actual occupants of the farm themselves, who were very very open in explaining everything that was happening on the farm and also from uh, a former senior special branch officer who, who raided the farm uh, on everything that was going on there. And also Rose herself uh, made a speech when the family were accepting an award for their from Sinn Féin for their work for the IRA. Um, she was the one who, who introduced uh, the woman of the house for the award and made a, quite a long speech about everything that happened on the farm. There were rewards for that, were there? Because this particular type of bomb that she devised was used, wasn't it, in exceptionally controversial circumstances in England in the 1990s? Yeah, um, they they first were trying different mixes in Iron Mountain in, in Leitrim. And then when they think that they had found the right substances they needed, then they took it down to Mayo to perfect it. And uh, their final perfected bomb... Um, that that type of explosive using icing sugar and fertilizer, etc., uh, was later used then in the Canary Wharf bombing and the other bombings in in London. And on top of that, they devised a new detonating cord that Rose had come up with the idea of separating Semtex into its constituent parts. There's, there's two types of explosives in Semtex, and once they're separated out, they made an excellent detonating cord for large scale bombs. That was used in all of the financial district bombs in London in the 1990s. So that was Rose's. Uh, invention and and uh, you know this is coming from somebody who who grew up in Chelsea. Extraordinary stuff. Now bring me back to Eddie Gallagher because I remember Eddie Gallagher from the infamous Tita Herrima kidnapping in the mid nineteen seventies. Was Rose Dugdale involved with that, or was she in prison at that stage? She was in prison, and the idea was that they would kidnap Tita Herrima and demand Rose's release along with two other Republican prisoners. Um, Eddie is the father of Rose's child, Rory, who was born in Limerick Prison. So he he was kind of a, a specialist in escapes for the IRA. So it was a, a badge of honour for him to get Rose out of prison and his own son out of prison by by uh, demanding their release in exchange for Tita Herrima. Although they weren't released. They weren't, no. There, there was no way the guards were going to capitulate. The, the Minister for Justice was very, very clear to the guards and... I listened to a lot of the audio recordings of the guards in negotiations with the kidnapped gang in Manister Evan and time and time again they're saying, look, we'll give you certain concessions, but there's no way we are going to let, the, let these three prisoners out because if we do, it's simply going to lead to more kidnappings. Despite her background, despite the fact that, for example, when she came out of school as a 17-year-old, she was presented Queen Elizabeth as part of her school's tradition. She was accepted, wasn't she, by the IRA as 
a true convert. I mean, Dante said that Martin McGuinness became young Rory's godfather, didn't he? He did, yeah, along along with uh, the woman who uh, did the kidnapping of Tita Herma with, with Eddie Gallagher. It, it, it took a while. Eddie Gallagher told me that in the beginning, the IRA leadership in Belfast, Joe Cahill, Sean McStephon, were, were very suspicious of Rose because she came from an upper-class British background. But Eddie had been in London and living in London and he had seen that Rose had given away her family fortune to the poor of London from an office in Tottenham. Um, anything the poor of London wanted, you know, from, from children's clothes to to coal for old people's house, Rose was there. She's just, she gave it away to anybody who wanted it. So he knew that she was the real thing and he said that he kind of had to fight for her position in the IRA and then uh, gradually the IRA saw her as... Uh, somebody who was very, very committed and very serious in what she was doing. And interesting enough, kind of Eddie Gallagher was sidelined in the IRA after the kidnapping and then Rose came more and more into the centre of it. And she still has been prominent, hasn't she, at various Sinn Féin events since? Oh, she has, yeah. She was on the Sinn Féin uh, Unionist Engagement Committee because they felt a posh woman from Chelsea would have a lot to talk about with unionists being British herself and it would kind of... It would just be a, a good kind of way to, to soften things with unionists if she was on the committee. She was also on uh, the How did that work out? Not very well. <laughs> I don't think she was very well trusted by unionists and was seen as a, a bit of a traitor. Um, and she was also on the Sinn Féin All-Ireland uh, Committee, which was basically kind of to discuss integration north-south. How is she now? She's still alive, isn't she? She's still alive, yeah. She's in a nursing home in Dublin. Um, she's very, very frail. She's had a stroke. Um, she she gets uh, lots of Republicans coming in to visit her, especially Jim Monaghan. Um, he's very, very kind to her. You know, there's nothing he won't do to, to uh, make her stay there easier. Um, but she, she's very, very frail. Did she cooperate with the book? She did, yeah, yeah. I was kind of surprised, actually, at the level of cooperation from day one. I mean, I I visited her dozens upon dozens of times, and some days were better than others, you know, just for her age. I mean, some days we didn't get much. Then I found the key was to read out books that other people had written in which she was in, or newspaper articles, and that jogged really great memories. And she gave a very vivid description of, of the Rusborough House raid on, on our first meeting. You know, she she had absolutely no sympathy for, for the Bate family. She said that because they made their money from mining in South Africa, that they were getting a taste of what black people were experiencing under apartheid in South Africa. And I, I kind of thought that was an interesting insight. So from that point of view, she doesn't seem to have any regrets about any of her actions, even when they did hurt people. No, no. She's very much doctrinaire Marxist in her approach. It's, you know, if, if, you're, if you're against us, you're against us. But... On another level, for for the marginalised poor of London, I mean, the stories that people told me, you know, there was a a couple, a middle-aged couple who were homeless and living in a cemetery and she gave them her apartment. She just moved out straight away and just gave them the apartment. Like she, she was extraordinarily generous to the poor and in prison as well, the prisoners told me, you know, she was constantly looking out for them, constantly looking after them. But if, you, if, you, if she felt that you were part of the establishment, then she had no sympathy. I hope you sold the movie rights to this because this sounds like it could be a terrific uh, Netflix series or a movie. Not yet, but there's been quite a few production companies seem very interested. I met uh, one of them. They flew over from London on Friday and they seem very interested. As long as it's done in the right way, I, 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 I think it would be a really good series or, or a movie. 
it's an extraordinary story. Terrific book. Heiress, rebel, vigilante, bomber. This is the story of Rose Dugdale, told by Sean O'Driscoll. Sean, thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.